Yes, hello everyone. How's it going? What's the crack? My name is Michael and welcome back to a brand new episode of the McLaugh Podcast. The first episode of the new year. The second attempt of the first episode of the new year. Uh, the first time I recorded this, I made a complete balls of it. Ruined the audio and I've had to come back and do it again. So for those that don't know, this is the sporting highlights of 2021 and we're going to be going through all the different high points, the low points, the local points and some personal favourites and I say we because I'm once again joined by my good friend Adam Casey, one half one half of the SR podcast, what's the crack? Not a whole lot Mac, uh, you're scrounging off me again. Yep, <laughs> I'm, I'm back uh, using Adam's equipment while riding, uh, gathers dust in Derby before I go back and wipe it down, look at it and then don't record another podcast again for another six months. And then um, have us fucking... Harmony is? Yep. Oh, I, I can't curse this as a PG podcast. You'll be alright. <laughs> you just give me too much work to do. Ah, that's it. Um, so, as I said, first podcast of the new year, and we're going to spend the whole thing talking about all of last year. Um, everything from the Euros to, as I mentioned, local achievements and local sports to new sports that we'll get into, such as Formula One, and that's about, that's about the only new sport. I say new sports, we only got into one new sport. Well, you were in it before I was. Yeah. So um, it was my rookie year. Um, we'll try to drag it out a bit. As I said, we recorded this last week or two weeks ago, and it was good. It was real good crack, and um, I I I racked it. I ruined the whole thing. Just made a real amateur rookie mistake. So and then stormed out. Yep, broke one of my windows in the process. <laughs> he wasn't happy. Put a window through. Called Adam everything under the sun, even though it wasn't his fault, and left. So um. We've got a couple of signs loaded, whatever else, onto the roadcaster as well. Some some highlights from throughout the year um, that we'll play throughout the episode. And then One we'll that I've uploaded that probably is a bit of a kick in the balls to you. But it's a bit of a hit, and th- there's enough Liverpool fans that listen to this that justify it. But um, yeah. we'll get we'll, we'll get there eventually. Um, oh, I forget what I was going to say. Well, not brag all about Liverpool, though. Fuck them. No, 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 you don't give them the time of day here anyway. Um, I'm a United fan. Adam's a West Ham United fan, um, and then as I said, we've got we've got combined interests in different sports, and then that's what I was going to say. We'll get into the the questions or the suggestions that were sent in for for people's favorite moments. Uh, but before that, we'll do the socials, as I always do at the McLaugh Podcast on Instagram at your new Instagram, which is. I think I'll just give the podcast one. Yeah. If he's want to give me a follow on my, my personal, personal one, it is Adam Casey twenty twenty two because if anybody knows that my other one turned into a Bitcoin. How, how, do you have any idea how that happened? No. Basically, somebody hacked my Instagram, changed my email address and password, and I, I couldn't get back in. Oh, dear. That's how I found out. It was before people actually started messaging me saying, What's is, this is, she, is this she? <laughs> well, clearly not. Like, when no. anybody knows me, that's not my house, that's not my Range Rover. <laughs> yeah. And if I, had te- if I was winning 10 grand, I wouldn't be putting it all over social media, that's another thing. No, it'd be so, well hidden. So it's Adam Casey 2022, and the podcast one is I should know this I'm so unprofessional ASAP underscore pod podcast that's the one ASAP underscore podcast um, yeah go give them a follow keep up to date with what we're doing what we're not doing um, when we're posting and you can find all the ASAP podcasts on Anchor Spotify every Sunday wherever you like to get them and uh, yeah let's get into it so I think we'll start I said this day last week as well I should have planned it out yeah chronological order of the year but again, didn't do it. Um, so I'll talk a bit about United, ramped a bit about the, the current state of affairs. We'll play the the button. Yeah, <laughs> the button. <laughs> the button. 
And then we'll move on to you, who's had a slightly better year. So yeah, um, United season for for lack of a better phrase has been shit. And that not even season year. Yeah, and nothing seems to have changed under uh, Ragged Ralph. Yeah, um, I don't think it's his fault. I think he genuinely knows football, from what I've heard. Like, I was in work the other night, and I didn't even bother going back and watch the highlights of the Villa game. But apparently, United were atrocious. Yeah, I sort of, sort of half wasn't half not, but I would, I would, I would put it down that Villa should have won comfortably. And uh, was it two two disallowed VAR goals? There was one very, very, very contentious one which I've seen given. Yeah. But then again, the old because it's Man United and it's at Old Trafford, is yeah. that why, you know? But but we'll not get into the politics of it, but all I'm gonna say and then Danny Ings I think it was Danny Ings hit the crossbar. Yeah. And listen, I think Villa should have won. That's what I'm saying. I would I would well believe it. Yeah. Um, and they're building some squad at the moment. Like. Really good squad. Did you see that picture going about? Was it did you send it to me now? What one? The perfect Villa eleven, which is basically the current eleven, but in left centre back it's just anybody but Mings. I think Mings is getting an awful bad rap. Did you send that to me or who sent that? No, but I actually did see it about yeah. half an hour ago. I think Mings is getting an awful bad rap. Yeah, he 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 has his day. Do you know yeah. what I mean? We're, we're, uh, and what I mean by that is when he's reckless and whenever he he maybe lunges in or is caught out of position. But if I t- said that out of context, you would also think I'm talking about Harry Maguire. Oh well, he's just he's a <laughs> shit all the time. Like he's, he's just completely brutal. The biggest waste of money I've ever seen. The there was an interview that uh, Sky Sports had it up earlier um, with Ronaldo. Did you see it? No, I didn't watch the full interview. I just watched the clip. Ah, Ronaldo. No, so basically Ronaldo was saying like United shouldn't be fifth, sixth, or seventh. They should be challenging. They should be winning. They should be first, second, or third. On paper, yes. Yeah, absolutely. But then he also said like, um, we know what the problem is. We need to, we know what we need to fix. And then he said. We know what the problem is, although I'm not going to discuss that here because that's not right. So clearly, they know that something's the weak part. Yeah. Harry Maguire. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because I've heard, now I don't know how true it is, that, is it Maguire and Greenwood have sort of... Oh, is that right? Sort of rocked the camp that they're not happy with Ronaldo's position, their status. Now, I'm no Ronaldo fanboy. Yeah. And I do sort of think that his ego might cause a problem. But at the end of the day, Maguire and Greenwood need to realise he's a club legend. I just, I love Greenwood. I just, I wouldn't want to think that he's got an ego about him already. Do you know what I mean? What is he, yeah. is he 18, 19? I, th- I think he's 20 now. Bollocks, is he? I we'll think so. That right now. Um, but I wouldn't want him to have an ego, like a changing room ruining ego. I wouldn't uh, want that to be his downfall. Like, at the end of the day, Harry Maguire went to Greece and beat the fuck out of a few cops. Like, so <laughs> you, you, I can see that from him. Yeah. Mason Greenwood, age, is he 20? I, th- I thought he was. Born on the 1st of October 2001. Jesus Christ, I feel like, I feel older. Maybe Brawl's actually older than him. Wow. See, that depressed me. See, when I'm watching players who yeah. seem sort of, like, you know when they say footballers hit their prime about 25? Yeah. I'm sitting there and I'm <laughs> fucking 27, like. Yeah. And my prime is living and learning. <laughs> you, haven't, you haven't reached it yet. I haven't hit my prime new, yet. New year, new you. That's it, that's it. Give me... I'll hit my prime when I'm 30. <coughs> Plenty of time. Like a goalkeeper. Aye. Lifeless. Oh. Or no, not lifeless. Aidsless. <laughs> lifeless. Fuck. Wrong turn of phrase. Um, yeah, what was I going to say about... It's like when you're, when you're watching like teenagers and all these young fellas coming... The likes of Connor Bradley and everybody's coming yeah. on for Liverpool and stuff and playing for Northern Ireland. It's like... Do you know who like, really impressed me last night? What do you call that wee lad from United on loan at Norwich? Oh, um, left-back Brandon Williams. Brandon Williams. 
He took the ball at left back last night against us, yeah. and I mean, he stormed that left wing and near set up a goal. Like to prefer that was all normal. It's done the whole match, like. But, but he just, he's too small. Do you know what I mean? He no. just he hasn't took. Now, bear in mind, he's still young, but like whenever he was getting those chances in the United squad, he wasn't. Um, he wasn't being commanding or demanding enough. He, yeah. he wasn't making it his own. He was just as as probably he should taking instructions, but he wasn't. He wasn't barking or screaming and shouting at anybody, yeah. which is sort of what you want from from all your defenders. I know you're sort of centre back or your captain or wherever their position will, will will hold the line. Will, but you need constant communication from everybody. And yeah. he just obviously because he's young. Do you know what I mean? He's not going to come in and start shouting at Lindelof or Maguire. I I think people respect that though. If you just walk into the team and just be like, right, I'm going to fucking take the ball. By the oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Now there's a fine line, and this, I think this is where Ronaldo is. It's like. Do you come in and do you lead or do you come in and be a complete bollocks and be like, you know, this didn't go my way so I'm now screaming at you. That's not leadership, that's just been a dick. Do you know what I mean? One thing I noticed though, no matter how big Ronaldo's status was, did you watch the behind the scenes Juventus thing? I did not. On Amazon, you know, they had done like uh, the, yeah, uh-huh. um, right, granted it's mostly in Italian so it's, yeah. it's, it's a hard watch. <laughs> Difficult watch. But Ronaldo didn't go into that dressing room and take control. It was Benucci and Cellini. Oh, I control like Ronaldo sat there yeah. and listened. So I don't think, no matter what people say about it, I don't think he's went into that dressing room and took over. Yeah, but there's no Benucci or Chiellini at United. He's coming in. He's that leader. He's that. He's that step up. He's he's that main guy. The problem is, it's clearly upset the rhythm or, or the apple cart of whatever way you want to say it yeah. of the team and of the players. And Rashford, like, yeah, what is up? But man? look at how good Bruno did it. When Bruno come in, you're talking about grabbing the balls by the horn, or the ball by the horns. Yeah, yep, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> Bruno come in, he sorted some shit out. He he was commanding on the field. He wasn't yapping. Yeah, and yes, obviously you can. There's clips and stuff of him complaining and crying and whatever. All footballers do that anyway. But like, I'm, I'm moaning at different things. But in terms of how United's performance improved under him, it's just astronomical. Oh no, I mean? it was unreal. He, not that he was a missing link because United have had great creative players. Yeah, but he. He just took it the next step, yeah. Which is now disappointing to say that when somebody of Ronaldo's caliber comes in, it's gone to shit. Yeah, and like look at the other challenges he brought in, like look at Sancho. What's where is he? How I is he know. injured? I have no idea. So you don't, exactly. you're a United exactly. fan. You don't even know if he's exactly. injured or not. He's, there's only so long you can keep saying, just give him time, it'll click, or you know, he needs to. You know, the way you always hear this bullshit of like. Well, maybe it's not. Maybe there is some truth behind it. But like, how long do you give them of Bundesliga or German players coming to play in England? Uh, same as the managers as well. Yeah, it's like the takes. Uh, you know, this takes some time to adjust to and adapt to, and you know, it, maybe it doesn't quite sit right. Well, uh, the fair took club five years to win something, so four, yeah. five years maybe. Yeah, but there was always constant growth and improvement. Yeah, do you know what I mean? That's true. Like, like he came in, and you look at the Liverpool team he took over was shit. brutal, absolutely brutal. And he's turned them into arguably one of, if not the best team in the world. Well, yeah. not really at the minute, but one of no, the top three teams in the world. That there was three seasons there, sort of where they were they were nearly untouchable. The year they lost to City by was it a point or two points? Yeah. Uh, then the following year they won it. See to be honest, since Salah came in, see that first year they got to the Champions League final and lost uh-huh. to Madrid. Like Salah was on fire that whole season, and Wait, Liverpool finished. The Champions League got final as well, or that year. I Holy think hell. I think Liverpool finished third that year in the league, though. Yeah, and then the year after that, was the, the year they nearly won it. The lost out by like two points. They won the Champions League, they and lost, then they <coughs> lost out by half an inch. That, yeah, that 
Oh no my go- god! No goal against City that day, and then they went and won the club world, the Super Cup, That's Club right. World Cup, and then they won the league. Can you imagine how unsufferable life would be if Liverpool had have went invincibles with a hundred points, a hundred plus points, oh, and well. won the league? Obviously, well. I, I I said earlier, fuck Liverpool, but I live in a, I've been brought up in a Liverpool house, so yeah. I sort of have a wee soft spot for no, them. I do feel sorry for you about that. Like I mean, well, so far this season, I know they're only they're only ahead of us by five points now, and right enough, we've already been. Were you, you fourth? We are back up to fourth. Yeah, that's crazy. I know West Ham fourth. West Ham are massive. West Ham are fucking massive. <clears throat> I thought you said it was hilarious. The one of Bazinga? Yeah, the whiteboard. Uh, <laughs> uh, the chalkboard or whatever it was. Uh, the, Sim- uh, the Bart Simpson thing. That's what it was. I knew, yeah. I knew it whenever I seen it, but I just couldn't think of the reference. I don't know why I thought it was Family Guy. Yeah. Um, so somebody put that up on thing and then added it and put Bazinga in it and then he seen it and he <laughs> uploaded it last night. <laughs> so he did. Um, but yeah, brutal, brutal times uh, for being a United fan and I think we'll, we'll bring in the button, the first button. Now, with reference to the button, uh-huh. would you say this is... Would you say this is the lowest point of 2021 for as United, United? As a United fan. Or the Watford? No. Um, because I'll put them on a level par. I would say you can't get much lower than what happened in the Liverpool game. So basically... What it's because it's their biggest rival as well. Yeah, we're talking about the Liverpool game here. Where Shared out to Ben McConville. That's the only United match he got the last year. No. Yeah. He was cutting my hair a couple of days before. And he goes one over the Liverpool United match. And that's all. <laughs> Uh, good luck. There, there was a buy a buy I go to uni with uh, Matthew Tracy. If you happen to be listening, Matt, um, he'll not be like, but still, um, <laughs> he there's he went he went the whole way and he was making a big deal of it. Obviously, as you would, you go into yeah. university, go to go to Old Trafford, can't wait, can't wait. It was sitting in the Stratford end and embarrassed, like so. Yeah. In case anybody has forgot, the Scousers went to Old Trafford and put five past United. And absolutely humiliated them. Salah got a hat trick, didn't he? Salah got a hat trick. Pogba got a red card. Um, the whole thing was just shocking. And then the embarrassment. The hell that on a goal on his near post again. Oh, shock! The embarrassment continued after. I oh, well during the match as well. Um, now all has been the the, the joke has always been oh, all he's at the whale, all he's at the whale. You know, like uh, how how's the car? You know, all shit like yeah. that. Um. That that song, the original "Always at the Wheel" chant is catchy. Um, it was for a while. We had to change Sanchez to Sancho, um, because <laughs> <laughs> we got rid of, uh, we got rid of him. But then the Liverpool fans came and just took the same phrase and just made it better. So, uh, in case you haven't heard it, this is the Liverpool fans' version of "Always at the Wheel" singing it top of their voices at Old Trafford. McCray there. I'm more so laughing at the fact that you're trying not to laugh. You're standing, sitting there with a massive smirk on your face. It is like I don't know. If, I don't know if it's the fact that I'm a sort of been brought in as a Liverpool fan. Well, not brought up as a Liverpool fan. Brought up in a Liverpool house. Yeah. But seeing the demise of United, no harm to anybody listening, is oh I, hilarious. I, for, like I, the turn of phrase is when I was growing up before I even selected who I wanted to support. Yeah. Was if you don't support United, you hate them. Oh, fair enough. That's 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 what I've always heard, yeah. um, which is true. I can complete. I like. I can see why other people love it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I can only because watching Liverpool even remotely succeed is enough to make you feel sick. So for to support anybody other than United and for 
20, 25 years there. Just by world beaters. But, just on that point, it is sad to see, in a way, because even if I didn't like them, when United were playing any team other than West Ham or Liverpool <laughs> when I was growing up, you could watch them and just admire oh, yeah. and adore them and just be like, Jesus Christ, think that's of, football. Think, like. think of the squads. Think of the squads Ferguson dealt with. I seen a great video the other day that talked about whenever he brought uh, Van Persie in. Did you see that? No. He only brought him in to win the league in his last uh-huh. season, didn't he? Because he knew the squad wasn't good enough. That's, no, exa- what he said was, I've signed, I've signed this lad. He'll win you the league. Yeah. Uh, now, <clears throat> I've brought him in to win the league. And he said, for the first couple of games, the first couple of training sessions, they weren't getting the ball to him quick enough. He says, yeah. he needs delivery, he needs service, and he'll do the rest. And that's what happened. Was so it actually a goal against Villa? That half alley one, wasn't it? Yep. So that's 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 the way the clip went. It was like, what well, you were if if you couldn't get the ball to, to Van Persie, you were scolded. You know, he was shouting at you, screaming at you. You have to get the ball to them. And obviously, that was drilled into them over the course of the season. And yeah. then, I think it was as early as April. Wayne Rooney's long ball from his own half, right over the top. Yeah. Van Persie left foot volley. Van Persie scored a hat trick in thirty three minutes that game. Against Villa, who wore really shite luminous, yeah, green. <laughs> oh, um, why that ugly fucking yeah. reflective jacket? And I made a mate of mine, Owen, Owen McCluskey, actually got what do you call it? He got tickets for that match. I think he got them for Christmas, and he knew all year he was going. And it just so happened to be the game that they'd won the league on. And Adel. it came from Ferguson's words of get the ball to Van Persie, and he'd win you the league. And it literally happened. Sure, remember the link up between Daily Blend and him in the World Cup? Oh, the, the diving header, oh, that header. Unbelievable! That's one of the best goals I've ever seen. Like so underrated too. Uh, yeah, because and then when you go back and watch it, you're like, Jesus Christ, that was unbelievable. Like, I think I was sitting having a drink out in somebody's house in Craigavon, and I had a bat on that match. I'd actually bat. They were playing Spain. I'd actually back Spain. That was 2014 World Cup, yeah. Yeah, but it was three 0 The Holland that night, yeah. I think, and I had back Spain and knocked my bat. <laughs> I was like, what a goal, but bastards. Do you remember? There was a uh, there was a phase there for years of getting the animals to decide the outcomes of sporting fixtures. Aye, the, there was the an octopus and there was something else, some cat and some dog, and I don't fucking know. Like you, you would put two bowls of food down, and whichever one they went to, like oh Germany's going to win. So you see on TikTok now, people enter like uh, ping pong balls into a sink Aye. and paint them that colour. Yeah, but the, what do you call the, the octopus like got everything right up until I think the final. Oh, why they? It was like ninety nine percent success rate. I think they backed. Argentina in the final yeah. and Germany won it. Yeah, trusting an eight-legged animal um, that isn't a spider. I know, in fact, I wouldn't trust a spider anyway. Um, Hawk spiders are right. Nah, terrified of them. Nah, don't, don't annoy me. Um, but yeah, that that whole, that whole phase of trusting animals was just completely batshit crazy. Um, what also has been batshit crazy has been West Ham's success, the, the turnaround, the improvement. Um, uh, people are always people always say it's just been the last year, but it's actually from Project Restart. Right. So, Thomas, because I don't think I've ever actually asked you this, how did you become a West Ham fan? Have right. I asked? Have I ever asked you? That? No. I don't think. I don't know. I don't know. I think you might have asked it on like the other podcast that we done donkeys I, ago. Uh-huh. So basically, oh, what it was, I, I was going through this stage. I was about. I'd say I was about eight. And I was just sort of watching any match. I'm like, oh, I support them, I support them. I, yeah, I, yeah. I had football tops from every other team. I was just a wee lad who liked the football tops. It's like me in the NFL. My wardrobe's coming down with different yeah. teams. Here. I picked one to stick with, but I love all of them, if you know Yeah. So, and I was in my dad's one Saturday, and West Ham were playing Chelsea. 
on Pollard County who scored this sort of kick up knee sort of ironically uh, West yeah. Ham got relegated that year. <laughs> but there was something about Pollard County. Yeah. That just sort of I was like, whoa. And then every other week when like it was hard to my dad didn't have Sky then, so and West Ham were a televised Aye, club yeah. like. And I just sort of I like the colours. Old tally tax match like I said. The colours were different than every other team, yeah. wasn't your red and your blues and I was like there was something about this wee team. And I just sort of, I think round, for the first couple of years, I was really into it. And then I sort of fell out of love with football for a couple of years. Yeah. And didn't follow them at all. And then, in about 2000, when the the last year they came up, that whole season, they were in the championship. I followed them that year when Vaz 10 always playing. Well, it was like 2011, 2012. 2010, oh. they came back up. So, I think it was about... No, 2012 they came back up. They're, so they're staying up like they're yeah. <laughs> so I supported them through around. their relegation. They came back up uh, through the playoffs, and that's when they had like the Yossi Benayou, Nigel Rio, Cooker, yeah. uh, Tavez, Tavez came in. Mascherano. Mark Noble was breaking breaking <laughs> breaking into the scene. Uh, Rob Green was our keeper and all. So they were good days under Alan Carbersley and Alan Pardew. Tell me, sorry to interrupt you. Um, I was talking about this last night with Dude. The whole. Tavez and Mascherano at West Ham feels like a fever dream to me. Was there something dodgy about that? Was that, yeah. a, whole, was that a whole tax evasion thing, or what was that? Their about? agent, Cage or Option, at the time, yeah. I, I think he's still an agent. It was some sort of backhanded third party deal that wasn't disclosed at the time, right? And I don't really know what happened. But so basically, what the they went to West Ham, but like kept it cheap, or like what was it? I don't even know how much they paid for them, if well, anything. That's what I'm saying. Did they go there on freeze? And then... See, I had no real... That was 2006, so I had no real sort of salvy about the chance. Oh, yeah, I didn't I know, know how I know, it worked. I know, I know that much. I just uh, I wasn't sure if it had all come out, you know, like years after. All I remember was Mascherano was standing there and so, as ugly stepsister. That's the way I portrayed <laughs> it. I was like, who is this boy? And he was absolutely shite up until about April. Yeah. Or the end of March. And he scored his first goal in, in March against Tottenham. And one of the best matches I've ever watched that we lost in the end. Shock. Mm. Back then, of course, yeah. not, not, not now. Like. But he ended up going on a run and scoring in every game in the last eight games. Uh-huh. Final day was at Old Trafford. We needed a point to stay up and we won, and he scored. And Sheffield United went down, and then they sued us. Oh? Yeah, so they were sort of trying to get the it overturned to say that like we had acquired Tavis illegally and he was the one that kept him up. Oh, so the, right there was right, okay, right. So right. that's where the whole West Ham Sheffield United rivalry rivalry they're yeah, trying to make yeah, a rivalry yeah. sort of came about. Yeah, but they tra- then we ended up getting uh, thought they were going to deduct us points at the start of the next season, but they just got yeah. a big massive fine. And then we, how was that? Fuck, I don't know. It was a couple of my. I, I before before he did the dirties, like I absolutely adored Carlos Tavis. Like the man was just completely He's a rude. shit house. He was ruthless. He fucked City over too. Where'd he go after that? He went He went to he went to Ventus, eh? But still like because I remember whenever I whenever I went, I was at Old Trafford. He come on as a sub. Now or am I making this up? I'm not. I'm trying to remember when it was that it went. But seeing him warm up, you know, like on the sidelines, like he, like he wasn't a big dude, like, but he was just like like he was a scary Argentinian boy, yeah. and like you uh-huh. stirred him in the face, like it was just. And then like, them fucking burn marks didn't help. Eh, he just looked like he'd been in the mafia. Like the whole thing was just. I can imagine why it would scare defenders. You know what I mean? Apparently, he was the worst trainer. He didn't try oh, really? in training, and then he just when it was a match, he just turned into. 
Just turn it on. Like. I remember the first game he played against us after he left. He scored an absolute fucking belter, and he just turned around to the West Ham fans and done the hammer shine. So he was respectful, yeah. like. Yeah. And he always, he always said it coming up at the end of his career if he was ever well, going to go back to anywhere in England, he would have went back to West Ham. Is he retired? He's still playing for Boca Juniors, I think. Oh, that's right. He went home. Uh-huh. Yeah, he just gets wheeled out every now and again. <laughs> Stuck up front for the last five minutes. Oh, he's bald and all that, isn't he? I think I, he looks scarier than yeah, he did. Like yeah, he actually, mean, I think he's a drug dealer. Like I'm well, not gonna lie. He's Argentinian. Like I mean, let's <coughs> let's not pretend like they don't do a lot of drugs. Yeah. Uh, Carlos, I'm gonna Google this here. Carlos, no, not Carlos Sainz. Carlos Tevez. We'll get into Carlos Sainz in a second. No, we'll not get into. We'll go on to the topic of it. Is that, oh right, okay. That's him back in the day. Obviously, obviously, for you folks listening, you can't say this, but he's absolutely terrifying. Aye. Yeah, he's just... There he is. Oh, what what was this? What? A picture of Carlos Carlos Tevez in the United jersey. Get fucked. No chance. Put your shitty jersey back on. Well, Um, he fucked city over too. But anyway, back to West Ham. Sorry. Yes, sorry. Um, It all sort of... like Obviously, David Moyes came in a couple of years ago, kept us up, and then the board were like, right, cheers. Thanks, bye. And brought Pellegrini in. Didn't work. Uh-huh. It was shit. The football was crap. A few good results. Pellegrini right enough, boy. He brought a few good players in, but then, the, the, then when Moyes came back in, some of the players that Pellegrini brought, Moyes has already got rid of, like uh, Anderson yeah. and Haller. Yeah. Right, Haller's turned it up at the minute, but he, yeah. he didn't... Tra- he, I just called him the big fucking lamppost. Like, that's, that's what he was. <laughs> he just stood there and done nothing. But, uh, no, Moyes came in... In the January before COVID, well, the December had his first match against Bournemouth and we hammered right. them. And then we were losing. No, no pun intended. No. <laughs> we were still losing a few matches here and there. And then lockdown hit. And when we came back from lockdown, we were unbelievable. Like we beat Chelsea oh, at home. Um, That's right. I remember that. Antonio scored four goals on one match against Norwich. First West Ham player to ever do it. Unbelievable. And then. Unbelievable. Obviously, that January. When Moyes came in, he brought Jared Bowen in and he bought <laughs> Thomas Sajak. Where did Bo- where did Bowen come from? Hull. Seriously, that little yep. down like and he's just ripping it up at the middle. Like he's he said he'd been watching him a long time and uh-huh. the next managerial job he got, Bowen was his first target. Class. So he brought Bowen in, Bowen scored in his debut. Um and then he brought Thomas Suchak in. Big search. Yep, and then so the season went as it was, was stayed up, it was great. Thomas Suchak had a clause in the loan deal. It's initially a loan. That if we stay up, he signed permanently. Oh, nice. So we got him. And then he went to David Moyes that summer and goes, my mate, uh, Soufal, who cost five million, by the way. Yeah. Came in and he was arguably the best right back in the league last year. He was in Gary Neville's team of the year. That's how good That's he was. Right. Ahead of like Trent and Rhys James, which is yeah unbelievable. So David Moyes, bad rap. He got a couple of bad jobs, but... He's yeah. turned this West Ham team into a team that it's a thin squad, but they play with a smile on their face. Do you ever see the clip of him in Spain trying to speak Spanish? He was like, "Yeah, maybe we we, we make mistakes. Maybe uno, dos, tres, cuatro times. <laughs> uh, sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit." <coughs> First time I watched it, I didn't I didn't think there was any problem with it. Do you know what I mean? I was yeah. just like, and then I was like, "Hang on, he just completely mixed two languages." In the it was air. the time like the time Joey Barton was like. Playing for Marseille, oh, and he came out and was Francis all. <laughs> You're like fuck up, Joey. Like dude, last week he showed me a picture from his work. Um, it like I'll not say where he works, but he delivers to people's houses. Yes. And there was a note left on the door that was like, um, or no, sorry, no, there was a note left on like his wee handheld device that was like, um, isolating. 
leave on doorstep. Yeah. And then underneath that it said, uh, no one home, please leave on doorstep. And then I, I looked at him and fair enough. And then he texted me, he's like, how can you be isolating but also there's no one home? <laughs> Unless they're isolating in a different place and want nah, to deliver. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So again, completely off topic, completely nothing to do with sports there. Like, but um, yeah, West Ham... Uh, the, I th- I think they'll get top four. It depends. It depends how how well Arsenal kick on here. Well, um, Arsenal and Tottenham play in a few weeks, and it's a six pointer really. Yeah, when you think about it, a draw would be ideal there. Like a draw would suit the both of them. Um, a loss is an early question for either of them. That's a big rivalry, so there's going to be nerves in that game. Oh, yeah. I would take a draw personally. Like Tottenham oh, still, I mean, Tottenham still have a game in hand. From your point of view, you take the draw. Um, we play United next week, not this week. Next week. Uh, what day? I don't know if it's a Saturday or a Sunday. Do you want to watch it? Yeah. Let me get the date up right If now. it's on TV, though. Oh, it, it should be. It it should. If it's a I Sunday, it should be on TV. A, it's going to be a Sunday, 4 o'clock. That is certain to be a Sunday, 4 o'clock. Yeah, and it's at Old Trafford, too. At this point, it doesn't make a difference. <laughs> That's true. Like, our way form's actually very good, so... That was like us last year. We oh, here, guess what? We play Villa again on Saturday. I should we play... We played Leeds our last Sunday, and we played them this Sunday as well. Saturday, the t- oh, it's a 3 o'clock kickoff. 3 o'clock? Yeah. Ah, that's keek. Um, oh, hang on, we've... What day is it? Today is the 13th. Ah, so we yeah. play Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. So right, you'll beat us in for enough. There's my excuse out there already. I will be played Sunday, Wednesday, and this Sunday again, so... Yeah, so that was... What's, what day is today? It's a Thursday. Wednesday, then you play Sunday, and then... I see you have a week off. Uh-huh. Fuck it, we've lost already. Yeah, and... Sorry to kick you when you're down, but there's Togazuma maybe back for that match. <laughs> I don't even like. Like Creswell came back last. Are night. he's going to keep um, Declan Rice? Yeah, I'm. I think so. I actually think so. I a lot of people are saying right, and a lot of the pundits came out on radio yesterday, and it was actually a discussion about United. Uh-huh. It says if Rice was going to go anywhere, United would be a step back for him at the minute because yeah. he said there's more chance of him winning, winning the trophy West Ham at the minute like than there is winning anything with United. Did we talk about this last week? Did we I think so. And um, obviously no one will ever have heard it because I made a balls the whole thing. But um, the I because I was saying about how he might want to go to Chelsea because him and Mason Minder yeah. have been friends for years and he grew up supporting Chelsea and stuff obviously like that. Obviously Chelsea didn't want him when he was 15. So <laughs> if that was me, yeah. I would be thick-headed and be like, nah, fuck him. <laughs> I'd be like, why would I want to go back? Whether I supported you as a child or not. You're naturally sorry, though. I'd say Declan Rice with the chance. Yeah. It's a bit yeah. like Aaron Cresswell. Sure, Liverpool chucked him out and he says Liverpool, he loves playing against Liverpool and he loves beating them, mm-hmm. even though he supports them. Yeah. I, I seen a tweet. Um, sorry, I'm going to rephrase that because I'm not on Twitter. Got a tweet yeah. sent. Was it you? No, maybe it wasn't. Um, I need to remember who sent me things because I'm clearly really bad at it. Um, t- uh, Trent tweeting about uh, the 2005, what do you call it? Um, Champions League victory. Aye. I was like, I was only six years old, but how could I ever forget that day? And then someone sent a picture or like replied with a picture of him when he was five or six at the at the same age of when that happened. Where does Everton kid? Trent. <laughs> Ooh, I haven't seen that now. Let me see if we can find it here. I'll show you it after. But oh, um, that's 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 very interesting. Yeah, basically, he was just like, yeah, how could I ever forget that day? I was like, yeah, but you didn't care because you were an Everton fan. Yeah, like. Who where where could Rice go and fit in? Like I I, I was sitting thinking last night in between the chips. No, <laughs> I, I wish I had, I wish I had that. But 
for the worst joke ever. For the worst joke ever. Told. I have the dad joke pass. You don't. That's right. So, but I'll 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 yeah. land it for that one. Well, clearly I need it because that was absolutely horrendous. <laughs> Declan Rice could go to right. He's not going to City because he just there's no there's no point in them pulling any more talent. Do you know what I mean? They've, yeah. they've, they've got it all. Liverpool. I don't think he he would. Not that he would he would get into the team. Yeah. But how how you kind of phrase it that he doesn't suit the style of player, yeah, does he? Like? he? he wouldn't fit Klopp's style necessarily. But, but see, in he, the last he year, wo- he also would. In the last year, he's he's not just a sitting duck anymore. Like, do you yeah. know where he used to be? He used just to just control. Now he progresses, and see when yeah. he carries the ball, he fucking carries it. Like, yeah, the boy, the he, he doesn't look it. like a polished flair player. Yeah, but he, the ball sticks to him. Yeah, no. The more I think about it, he would be a great addition for Liverpool. But <coughs> pardon me, I could never see him going there. Do you know what I mean? I would see him more so at Chelsea. Uh, I would love to see him at United. It would hurt me less if he went to Liverpool. What, how much would you hate it if he went to United? Like in, in, insufferably? Well, it was. It took me two years to get over him picking England over Ireland. <coughs> but I don't blame uh, him now because, like, Ireland's shit. Yeah. No, like, club no, over. No, he, he was mm. never ever going to. No. no. Anybody with that choice was always going to pick England. If he went, it would hurt more if he went to Chelsea. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, if he went to United, so be it. Whatever, he would. United need him. Yeah, it would be, be, be a big, big, like, welcome, big addition. Yeah. Um, but even Moises saying, like, it's going to take 200 million for... Like, but, but when you think about it, <coughs> Jack Raiders cost 100 million on his cake. He was he looked good in an average team. And yeah. now he's went into a team Aye. full of superstars, and he's like, whoa. Yeah. He was a big fish in a small pond, like, at yeah. that um, <sighs> I think that moves ruined his career. And he's, he's already been pulled dis- disciplined a couple of times over his partying and all. Like. Is that right? I know him and Phil Foden had to miss a match a couple of weeks ago over right, it. Now, he went in the situation like, where he's just cutting them out with his mates and all now. Like, yeah. uh, and Do you know what? He's probably, it probably is a really career like, ch- changing and ruining mood. He's like, probably seen more money in his bank account than he's ever seen because I'd say his wages doubled if not more. Oh yeah, from Villa to City. Oh, big, big time. Big time. They have a blank check that time. Which is scary, um, and then everyone, you know, everyone got the hype over Newcastle and was so buzzing, and now they're trying to sign Chris Wood. But do you know what? It's smart because they're not in a position to attract big oh, players. They're not. I wasn't expecting Mbappe, but I mean, yeah. Chris Wood. You know, I know. Like, and I saw a tweet earlier, and do you know what? It's right. If Steve Bruce had a sign Chris Wood, let him call him for his head. Yeah, but I love Eddie Howe though. I think Eddie Howe's class. I, I, really, I did. Really I, I did at Bournemouth. I really did, and I know he's he's still not really getting a fair crack at the whip with Newcastle because they're crap. But like, g- give him a few years because I mean he took Bournemouth from League Two, cha- League One championship. And he fucked that for a year and went to Burnley and then went back. Is that right? He was a Burnley manager. What before Sean Dyche? Or yeah. even before that. Wow. Before Sean Dyche, he was yeah. It was Owen oh, Coyle and Addy Hoy. Addy High. That's right. And Owen Coyle mm-hmm. fucked off. He went to Bolton. And got them relegated. Oh, Bolton's just in a mess anyway. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, I think I think before a judge on what he's done, you need probably maybe close to four or five seasons. Like before Moyes come in with the backing and stuff, he was he discussed coming to West Ham. Do you think he's would be where he's are if he did? No, because I don't. I don't well, so. he would he wouldn't have signed Thomas Suchak. He wouldn't have signed Jared Bowen. Wouldn't have signed Ben Rama. That's right, Ben Rama, great move as well. He's took him a year to get into the squad, but sure he's away now for a month. 
And uh, Nicola Vlasic, now he, in the last few games, has really, really started to play a fo- yeah. some football. Lan- the resurgence of Lanzini. Lanzini. Did you see his goal last week against Palace? Did I see his... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, fucking gorgeous. Ridiculous. Oh. He's, our, he's our donkeys now. He signed with Payet. Did he? He signed the same year with Payet from al Harab. Some fucking I don't know where Slavin Bellas found him, but he found him, <laughs> and he's he's good. Did, did you hear what the uh, the was it either like the the manager or the general manager of Toronto FC said? Because it it signed um oh why well, yeah signed Insigne, and he was like I literally just went on the transfer market. You know that like web page that means yeah. you could use to like say when he's in contract what his wages were. Yeah, he says after the Euros I went on transfer market, looked at the entire. Uh, Italian national team and was just like any of those boys that are coming out of contract I'm going to try sign them and he managed to get him in which is an unbelievable deal but the way he went about it like it's just something that you'd hear Do you know who's lost a big money move this year? Chiesa and he might miss the World Cup Why? He just ruptured his ACL Did he? Yep so for him to get fit for his goal is to get fit for the World Cup Clearly I know nothing about if, sports if, if they actually qualify because remember they're in a they're in a playoff now with Accelerate Italy or Portugal won't be in the World Cup. That's right. So right enough. Which I is keep forgetting about that. Which is wild. But I I just saw. I don't follow Italian football, but ever since I sort of sent one tweet out about that all or nothing Juventus, uh-huh. the algorithm has uh, Juventus news yeah, for me now. Yeah. So Chiesa ruptured his ACL and apparently it's pretty serious. And another Mark Noble apparently he's fucked. Oh. Uh, which is really really depressing. Oh, he doesn't play, but it's the last season. Yeah. <laughs> um. It would be a sad. It would be sad to think he's already played his last game. Our last home game is against City. I don't care if he's if has Mark away. I wouldn't care if has injured. I'd go out in the Dan Ambers of that game and just stand on the touchline. Shit housing, like just come on and stand there. Would well, Would you rather he played like eighty six minutes and got his his? Or what number is he? Sixteen. Yeah. Pulled a John Terry and took six. Uh, do you remember John Terry did that? And John Aye. Terry planned that himself. I oh, know. That on 26 minutes he would have a yard. But sure, sure, he's the same cunt who was fucking injured for most of the Champions League and ran out in a full... I know. Full, he's okay. a dick. And then he goes and shags his bros and, yeah. or somebody's Wayne Bridges. Not, not a good guy. No, he's not. not. A, guy, a bit like Ryan Giggs. Um, a bit of a scumbag. But have, honest God, I haven't heard a thing from about Ryan Giggs in months. I see his bro all the old time on the on our podcast calling him a cunt. Like, Is that right? His bro still does the rounds. Oh, what, what do you call... What, um, What's his bro's name? Fuck, I don't uh, know. I, he's just a double of them. He is, but... Um, do, you remember, do you remember he done the Paddy Power advert? That was oh, hilarious. Yeah. That was that was shit house. Yeah, best, like. big time. Well, here, listen. Fair play to him. Uh, but I, Mark Noble... Rodri. Rodri Giggs. Rodri Giggs. Have I, I, no, I've made that up, have I? It sounds... It sound, I think it's like a, a Welsh name. Like. Yeah, right. But yeah, yeah. if Mark Noble on his last game... I don't, I, I don't know. I ha- I've had dreams that it was the last... Home game of the season, and it was West Ham against City for the league, and Mark Noble <laughs> scored a last minute penalty that, uh, to win the a, league. That is, it is Rodri Giggs, by the way, but it's yeah. spelled Welsh, R H O D R I. But like Rodri plays for City, that's yeah. the exact spelling. Wonder <laughs> if he's Welsh. Um, could you imagine? Uh, <laughs> late, late career from the uh, Valleys. That's an interview. Um, the the last game of the season, but yeah, that's what I was going to say. Do you reckon he takes like eighty six minutes and then does his, his walk off, or does he come on for the final four? Take his applause that way. I I bring him on at the end, like yeah, because you find the Premier League matches a lot of people leave to beat the traffic. But Noble's last no West Ham fan no, is going to no, leave that stadium no, 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 early because they know it's going to be. And Noble's. you know what? If they don't televise it, like he's literally. If you look throughout world football, he's literally. 
the most loyal player yeah. in the world at yeah. the minute. Like, I haven't said it the same. Broke on the scene in 2015. He's only ever played for two other clubs, and they were loan deals when he was 15, 16. Seriously? Yeah. So, like, he's he's West Ham through and through. Like, so if they don't televise that, he's already yeah, had a testimonial though. Yeah, that that'll all that'll all be. He had his testimonial in the last season of the Bowling, which that's right. Matters ten years, ten years, yeah. so it worked. But <coughs> give I know he hasn't won anything yet. Hopefully, no. give that man a fucking statue, like. Oh, uh, the, the the he'll go down in West Ham history, like. Absolutely. Yeah, he's. Yeah, he will. I know he hasn't won anything like the likes of Bobby Murray and all them boys have, but. But West Ham haven't either. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, just, it's just been a, he's been a victim of the circumstances but he's been a part of, but he's been great throughout it. He's been criminally underrated as well because you think about it, how many managers has he went through in the last couple of years, and he's oh, still well, always in the I team know. every single time as well. Although Moyes, when he, Moyes came back, Moyes did sit him down and said, "Mark, listen, you're not going to play every match." Yeah, and Noble goes, "I don't care. I just want to be here." He says, "Listen, I support West Ham as much as I play for them." Yeah. So he says, "Listen, oh, if well, we're doing good on the pitch," and he says, "Listen, I'm here. There's young talent." Probably Declan Rice isn't the pl- wouldn't be the player without him. Is that right? Like he's Rice is twenty two and he's a captain, like which is crazy. He's not club captain, but he's no, yeah. he, he will be. Yeah, one day. So if, if he stays, so that's why Moyes needs to sit him down and say, "Listen, Declan, fucking hell, you have the world at your feet here, yeah. and give us an odd like he's still contracted to twenty twenty four, like so. Yeah. Bump, bump his wages up. Yeah. That's new investment <laughs> to come in. Fucking yeah. fire all the weeds at him. Um, another get your arm and I go off the books. He's our highest paid player. Is he second highest? Karzuma is now. What? Your arm, yeah. nah. Your arm I hate him. Nah. He came on against Leeds the odd end. It was the best performance I've ever I seen him play. Don't like him. His heat map was literally walk on whistle blue, <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> Great performance, man of the match. Yeah, don't let him near the ball. Um, so we'll move on. We'll move on from the, from the team talk. Uh, the teams talk. If that makes any more sense. West Ham are fucking massive. Um, so you think. <laughs> and um, we'll go. We'll stick with football. We'll go to um, the other big event that happened in the summer, which was the Euros, and it all come down to the very final moment. And this is how it went. Then turn and watch. Nineteen years old, Bukayo Saka, step up and take huge responsibility on his young shoulders. Saka has to score. It's saved by Donnarumma. And it's Italy who are the champions of Europe. And that was that. That was that. That was the Euros in the summer. England, the dream was on. Football was coming home. Tidally was never home. Blah, blah, blah. Football was coming home. July in Wembley. COVID was over. 90,000 rammed under the arch. And England bottled it. But you know what? See the weather fans get on? I'm fucking glad. Listen, this is the thing, right? I am so glad they didn't win and then went to uni and was like people actually can't talk about that day it's like I like they're like I feel sick talking about that day and in my head I'm like why and I'm like oh yeah because you actually cure yeah like that that meant something that really meant something to you well like it was fuck off. it's alright uh, yeah it's, it's my mate's phoning to give off my Boris Johnson because <laughs> he know he doesn't know what he's talking about, so I need to explain right, things to him. Fair so, but anyway, um, lost my train of thought. Yeah, it, it, meant, it, it actually means something. It, in English. Meant, it meant so much to them, and to talk about it actually hurts if you know what I mean. Uh, but the tournament itself was unbelievable. the The whole concept of playing it over three like different locations was weird, but it kind of worked. Um, 
but as a one-off. I didn't think it would have worked because of COVID. Yeah. But it did. The year before, if it had a went ahead as normal, like with games in Dublin and everything, would have yeah. been unbelievable. Because they axed, I think, I think they like they got rid of like f- uh, four locations, maybe. Dublin was one of them. Yeah. And um, I know Paris got no Paris didn't get games. No, I think Paris was one of the countries, and I think Italy was out to too. No, sure, it's it started in Rome. Do you oh, remember, did do you remember oh, that whole like opening opening ceremony, uh, which was unbelievable. I didn't even say that's blocked. No, it was incredible. Like uh, did, uh, Andrea Bocelli, blind yes. as a bat, singing Nessun Dorma. Do you know what? Just on on that, remember he sang at Leicester when they won the league. But like I, spine tingling. Stuff. I cried. That was fantastic. See, as a football fan, seeing a team like Leicester, oh. I know we're going. This is a throwback, like, but Jesus, that was unbelievable. Oh, I got goosebumps, and then per he was fucking put the Leicester shirt on him yeah. and all. Had the clue what he was doing. No, he just got a call from Manjuri and was like, "Here, I need you to deleting, deleting." Yeah. Um. So the like England that 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 sign that bit we played was from Saka's penalty miss. Uh, England losing to Italy in the Euros final in England in London on penalties. Um. Couldn't oh, he couldn't have ruled any better. Um. Or or worse, depending on what side you watch it from. Oh, better. Um. The it would the tournament itself. Impa- I don't know I've just said this was impeccable throughout. Obviously, had the Christian Erickson thing, which was the scariest thing I've ever watched on TV. Oh, aye. Like, honestly, God, was the worst thing I've ever as watched. It, as me and Sean were sitting in spoons. Yeah. That's already. And. Oh, was that that day? Yeah. That was that day. What What day? Just, just today, you just got fucked. Yeah. Yeah. That was with the whole Adam Spoons thing. Uh, I got yeah. through it and all, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, <laughs> uh, we were just sitting there with her friend Scott. <coughs> and uh, he just said, looked up and goes, Erickson's dead Yeah I was like what And he goes I've just been told Erickson's dead Yeah And then we stuck Because there's no Televised things And spoons Which is shit Oh right, that's right I had like the wee Hokey box Even if it was on the BBC Because you know They show BBC News All the time Are they See like we were sitting upstairs There's no TV uh, up there Fair enough, fair enough. And uh, so we just put The iPlayer on that's On our enough. phone And watched it And nobody spoke For about an hour No but it was It was the weirdest Feeling For someone that I'm not even remotely Attached to That I yeah. I've ever seen Like first of all They should have cut the cameras away immediately And then To, to just watch there Thinking I've just watched a man die That's the third time In my life That I can remember Watching a match Where somebody's collapsed I remember watching a match Where Mark Fillion Foy dropped dead Right And I remember That Paddy's Day Watching Moamba Tarifan And see now Like I'm not sure Aguero He sure he had to retire I don't know it's, It is It's brutal Um so that was a low point probably of the year, uh, the Euros as a whole. But it actually turned into a high point yeah. because everybody backed Denmark from then. And that, uh, was it Christensen, that free kick? Or no, it wasn't Christensen. Um, uh, something something yard. I know that much, which is really... Damsgaard, was it? I think so. Yeah. It's the free kick he scored against, yes. uh, scored against England. Do you know who was a breaker star who I'm surprised never made a move? Casper Dolberg. Yeah, he, he was, was unbelievable. Um, him and Spinazzola had an unbelievable tournament yes. for Italy, and then obviously got injured, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, before the final. But Chiesa. Yeah. Fucking hell! What a player! What she- a summer! Yeah, it was. It was, despite all, despite everything with COVID and all still going on, the Euros sort of. But you know what? Seeing and losing it. Yeah. They're the most insufferable. Oh, uh, whenever insufferable. Whenever it comes to like them winning and the team but doing good, even just when their fans like we both supporting as teams. 
even yeah. when their fans go anywhere, they're just fight. Yeah. They can't go anywhere without a rally, which is really, really hard-hitting. Like, why do you need to... It's annoying because the team was likeable. The yeah. English team was oh, actually likeable. And not not to keep putting his, his trouble, but I think Declan Rice was their best player in that final until he came off. I think I can struggle after he came off. He was unbelievable. Gareth Southgate just got it all wrong. That's just the way it was. Like, they brought him off and brought Henderson on. Yeah. Like, that's a negative move. Yeah. I know Henderson's... He probably brought Henderson on extra time thinking, this man's won trophies here. He's He has... The mental know-how. Yeah. Which, suppose, it was a good move you, in a sense. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But, um... Don't <clears throat> take your best player off. When no, he didn't. He didn't go for the win, put that no, way. Um, so, that was the summer. One event that uh, actually happened all year from March right the way through till the second week in December was the Formula 1. And, as you said at the start, this is this is your first year watching it. And, yeah. bloody hell, what a season to start. Big time. Big time. I remember the first time you were on our podcast... Uh, I says it's not going to get into the Formula 1 and I think the first race had already happened Yeah, and I think I didn't really immerse myself I think the first two or three races I sort of just sort of half seen them Yeah, but then it, yeah. was, it was the famous Monaco one which was the yeah. first one I watched and I was like this is shit <laughs> the what do you call it the working from home would have helped you because like I know I know, oh, I, 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 I know the races happened on the weekend but like a Friday like two practice sessions yeah um, Saturday know, practice session then qualifying yeah unbelievable what do you think of the sprint I don't think we did we actually didn't discuss no, this no we didn't um, I like it I like it as a novelty um, if if it's going to be introduced it should be say there's what 22 races a year there should be one every fifth one every yeah. five races they're only done what three sprints yeah, this year Silverstone Silverstone Brazil and Monza yeah in a way the sprint was like that Brazil, that Brazil sprint, Lewis Hamilton, fucking hell. He oh. just cut through that field. Jesus Christ. Um, it, was, it was class. Um, the, what do you call it? The way, the way it just it went on all year, went up and down, it was so close. There was, after Austria and France races 8 and 9, um, or sorry, the double Austria, Max had his biggest lead of the year. I thought this is it, this could be a runaway train here. Yeah. Um, but as you can see, it, it swings back. And fourth so quickly. Don't um, I think nearly got it for Mercedes? They waited as long as they could to change that last engine. engine. If they'd have went to race sooner. Yeah. But the problem was they knew all year that their engines weren't reliable. Think of how many new ones Bottas took. I know. Do you know what I mean? And they also there were power and other teams that were constantly changing theirs as well and they were panicking. And then the whole Brazil debacle with the whole DRS system as well. Aye, the rear wing. The rear wing and he still managed to fucking win. He was he was just he was never going to be beaten in Brazil. Like that. No. It was just, it was way too strong. And then Jetta, what an unbelievable race. The, you know, the amount of drama and controversy and talking points after to then leave it level on points going into the final race. Um, and then seemingly it all just got away from Verstappen. Hamilton yeah. drove the perfect race. He, he he qualified second, but he qualified on the better tyres. Yeah. Utilised the strategy to perfection. Utilised the race to his perfection. Um, you you told you told me the last one, yeah. Oh, the yeah, Abby, yeah, Abby, yeah. But that first turn, that the, first that's first lap, the the incident with him and Max, I think he got away with one. Yeah, um, like he gained, now, I he gained what about a, a, a second and a half or something on the going off the track. The way in which Max sent it down the inside was aggressive. However, yeah. 
given the fact that he was able to keep all four wheels on the track within the white lines, means it's a legal move. You yeah. know what I mean? It's perfectly fine. And Hamilton had to take evasive action that he had to go off the track, but the fact that, as you say, he opened his gap up further than what it was yeah. coming down the first straight. Even, not that Max, Max didn't get ahead of him, so he couldn't actually give the position back. He was already ahead. Yeah. Even if he just dropped it and... and Max Verstappen never led the race until the final lap. That is incredible. Because um, both times they had to be aggressive on the strategy and try the undercut. They had to they had to yeah. pull the trigger first. And but Mercedes battled it, not going in for a new tyres. I think just in the off chance that, which evidently happened, calling for that uh, one racing lap. I I, I don't think. He had a lost track position, so I think there were it was mm. so the margins were so because if he'd have boxed, hard break straight away, Verstappen was going to, even under the safety car speed, was just about going to pass him. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Um, that one last final racing lap was just phenomenal. Um, Before we actually get on to that, the, the one day I thought to myself, you know what, maybe this is going to be Verstappen's year. Was that well? It was actually two. It was Baku. Remember he yeah. crashed. Yeah, and then Hamilton it's locked up. Oh yeah, on the restart. Yeah. yeah. And then what's that earlier? Phenomenal. Yeah, it was on Sky yeah, earlier. Yeah. I stuck it on as well. I just I was having a wee bit of a right. I wish Formula One yeah. was back. Um and then the race in Holland where Verstappen just con- took it. control the whole weekend, like that was that was unbelievable. And for it to be in the new most one sided race. Oh, it was unbelievable. Um and the festival like atmosphere, you know, the, the, the fans just partying for I chased one all yeah, racking up for an hour and a half solid. But you know what? I actually like the banking corners not I think it's Max as well. I th- I like them for Zandvoort, and I like yeah. them. Uh, I like the Turn Thirteen Jetta and the new Turn Nine at Abu Dhabi. Those, yeah. those are banked. But if you keep like you know every new circuit that's being designed or reprofiled and stuff, you can't have it everywhere. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Just make it a special feature in some places, but don't yeah. make, don't make it the norm. Um, exactly. Because next year is the last year that they're racing in Sochi in Russia. They're then moving to St Petersburg to right. a new short fast track. And I think one of the turns there might be banked, and I'm like, okay, but that's your that's your that's your actual limit now. Stop putting. What do you, what do you think of the big long straight back straight on and back who? I love it. It's so quick. I watching it earlier as you said, it's just mind boggling how quick the cars go. Like Formula One cameras make the cars not obviously they don't look slow, but they they're that steady and still that watching them you you don't. Underst- appreciate you know, the true speed like, like if you looked out that window and seen a car going past at that speed yeah genuinely blinking you miss like, it see when you actually look at when the Max's guys jump onto the bar yeah when he wins yeah. and he, you can just about see Max's car pass oh it's it's <laughs> yeah that's exactly how it is and fucking scary like it's I think it's difficult for people to process it uh, and how can the, some of them are like even on slow corners some of them are going around in corners at what the national speed limit here like taking corners at 60 mile an hour and that's super slow, like. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going down the motorway or, you know, something, and I'm like 60, 65, and I'm like... Right. Slow down. I, I like, it's like, I'm th- like, not thundering along here, but like, obviously, in the grand scheme of things, I'm going quick. Yeah. But this is so slow. The pit lane speed limiter is 60, so 80 kilometers an hour, which is like 50 mile an hour or something. Yeah. If you went down that road outside at 50 mile an hour, oh, no. you'd kill somebody still okay. dead. And see when they actually hit the brakes, that's how you. Them brakes are me, so me, good. Like me and my brother were talking about the brakes earlier. It's the science behind them, the physics is yeah. just incredible. Like the, the go from chilling at like say 
150, 200, whatever, whatever the range, the temperature is at a couple hundred degrees. Yeah. That as soon as the driver presses that paddle, shoots up to a thousand degrees, doesn't catch fire, and then as soon as he comes off it again and drives off, the cool down immediately. That's mad. Like, I wish they would actually just do a full documentary on building a Formula One car because you see the old one and they say, "Oh, this is what we do yeah. here and there." But like the ins and outs of. I would just love a full. <clears throat> just sit down, a pizza or something, yeah. and just watch it. Show me. Just show me everything, every single tactical detail. But yes, that that final lap, I've never ever, apart from Gaelic, cheered. Something as much. Cheered something. Well, actually, maybe the darts, but I was at the darts. Uh, I was an nine daughter and was drunk and I was like, yes. You seen a nine daughter? (coughs) I seen a nine daughter in Belfast, uh, Adrian Lewis. Unbelievable. Premier League. And you know what? It was actually the day after uh, Man United beat West Ham, the FA Cup. Year uh, we oh, cut him on the FA Cup when yeah, Pat was playing. That's right. It was the replay. <coughs> yeah, my, my my dad, my bro, weren't that much. Um, it was at the, it was at the bowling. No, the, the first leg when yes. Pat scored the free Aye. kick, uh-huh. and then Martial fouled Darren Randolph, and he's got away one because there's no VAR. But shock. Um, so yeah, the Formula One. Uh, for those that don't know, it went down to literally. I know this sounds so cliche, so movie like, but it went down to the last lap of the last race of the season, in going in level on the exact amount of points. As I was saying earlier, Lewis had the perfect race. Lewis Hamilton was cruising to victory. It was at 1.13 seconds clear of Max Verstappen. And then there was a safety car. And for Nicholas those that Latifi. don't know that, basically all the cars have to bunch up and drive close together until they clear, because there's been an accident somewhere, clear the accident out of the way, and then you can go racing again. Should there have been a red flag yes. on a restart? Yes. I think there should And have. if there was, Lewis Hamilton wins no bother. No, because he comes in, he changes his tyres, because you're, yeah. you're allowed a free pit stop. That's true. Changes his tyres, and he takes off in the distance. <coughs> yeah. Now, don't get me wrong, it would have been fierce. It would have been as wheel-banging as the first lap was. It would have been Silverstone well, all l- over They the would have lined up one-two. Yeah. Right? And, and as we've seen from the start of the race, lining up one in Saudi Arabia, yeah. or Abu Dhabi, uh-huh. isn't actually as good as starting second, because yeah. Hamilton started second. Yes, he had better tyres. But it just seems like when you're going into that first corner, you have the inside. Yeah, I know what you mean. So, uh, the would have it would have been the Silverstone lap that we all wanted because Hamilton knew he couldn't afford for either of them to crash because yeah. if he, if Hamilton DNF'd, Max wins obviously, yeah, and vice versa if they, as well. If they both crash out, then Max, Max would have won because of uh, over the season long race wins. So I think if you wanted the proper racing lap, you would have got. It would have been red flag, new tires on, two laps, maybe three laps of just straight to the finish, drain the battery, yep. go like mad. So that's why I think that there's it's a bit unfair on Max. He was just out in the track and he just done yeah, he, what he could. All, so the there's going to be an asterisk beside his win, no, the, but it's not his fault. Exactly, it's, it's not, not fair, it's not fair on him. Like he he raced the perfect year, really, when you think about it. So the uh, this is what happened. Here's 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 an audio clip from. <coughs> Mercedes team principal Toto Wolf complaining to race director Michael Massey, <laughs> uh, and what is now an immortalized radio message uh, that it was so not right. Take it. And this it's is ending. Wow. Mike. Mike. So there's confusion, but the safety car is coming in at the end of this lap. So they, those back markers allowed to overtake the safety car, and that has now left Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen. Michael, this isn't right. It has left Lewis Hamilton and Max. Lewis Hamilton will not get the rear wing open. He's now got he's going to go down the outside. If Verstappen keeps it tight and neat, but he hasn't. He's gone a little bit wide. 
this race that started with controversy is ending with controversy. No, Mikey, no, no, Mikey, that was so not right. Here comes Lewis Hamilton, though, down the back straight. He's got a slipstream. He almost touches Verstappen. They almost make contact into turn nine. Verstappen stays ahead of Lewis Hamilton. Go ahead, Toto. You need to reinstate the lap before. That's not right. Toto? Yes. It's called a motor race, okay? Sorry. We went to car racing. Uh, so, sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, that was that was a combination of clips put together um, to show the frustration from Toto Wolf. Uh, the situation that just happened. What had just happened was Max Verstappen crossed the line ahead of Lewis Hamilton and was the world champion for two thousand and twenty-one. And here's what his radio sounded like. You didn't hear you genuinely. You didn't hear that emotion from Max Verstappen ever. No. Like when he won his first race in 2016 in Spain, there was a bit of celebrating and whatever yeah. else, but never anything as as joyous. I, as I that. just think it's just not a Dutch thing to be emotional. Oh uh, yeah, just straight faced. Yeah, and just like take no shit. Like even even if you look at like like footballers and stuff, like like Aaron Robin never looked like he he wanted to be emotional. Basically, Schneider. Yeah. You know, Even Van Dyke, you know, he's yeah. just cool, calm and collected and just keeps it straight faced yeah. the whole time. So I think the most animated Dutch footballer is Ram Babel. Ram Babel, by what a what a reference. I know. Uh remember he um I love Soft Havoc. He actually was playing a match or something. I don't know who he was playing for. I think he was playing for Fulham at the time. Somebody went down and pretended they were injured, so he lay down beside him <laughs> and mocked him. And the guy got up and goes, What are you doing? He goes, well, What are you doing? <laughs> Thought you were hurt. Yeah, uh, I I Still can't believe he's still playing football, but anyway. So the uh, <coughs> what what a way, what a controversial way to end the season, um, and it's just broke the night that they're not releasing the fountains until the eve of the new season. But I think the drivers are going to hear beforehand. I think it's just not being released at the. Po- I don't. I think that's why my brother told me it. It's basically the eve of the. Se- I think it's ridiculous as well. Yeah. Um, that they're leaving it that late. It should be out of the, cleared out of the way at least two weeks before anything yeah. happens. Um. But as you said in, in our chat earlier when I brought up, he says like let the new season be the new season. Don't yeah. bring what yeah. happened last year into it because it's going to be so. Dr- Next, I th- I think they're just they're dragging it out a wee bit in fear of losing the fan base that they've built yeah. this year. They're not. If going anything, to. this has brought more people they're, to this sport. They're not going to trust me. New cars, Lewis versus Matt. Well, if Lewis comes back, uh, Lewis versus Max again, people are going to love it. Um, it's just going to be insane. As you said, the season starts on, well, the first qualifying and practice sessions of the year are March 18th, the day after St. Patrick's Day, the same day as the Cheltenham Gold Cup. So if you want a day to enjoy oh. yourself, that will be the day. What about uh, the, what is it? When does the pre-season testing start? So pre-season, with the 40 days time, it takes place, or in and around 40-something days. Yeah. Um, it's always in Barcelona, in, in isn't Barcelona. it? Now, they did it in Bahrain last year because <coughs> of COVID. They weren't allowed into Spain. Yeah. And it was televised. However, they get three testing days behind closed doors in Spain, which was always the way of it. Yeah. They'll also then have, two, I think it's two extra days testing, pardon me, in Bahrain before the first race of the season, which will be televised. Aye. So the first look we're, the first look we're going to get at the new cars is when they're revealed. So the teams do like a livery. Because you, you would have been watching it around that time but last year. from... From drive to five and all, always do yeah. like an event. Yeah, it's like here's here's our new car, our new colors, our new race suits. Yeah, and then they'll have interviews with the drivers. So that'll probably be closer back to more normal this year. Um, we got a sneak peek. I sent it to you of a uh, 
Mercedes, it seems the, like they're going back to silver. The silver arrows are returning, and George Russell. Do you know what? I'm not a. I'm not anti Mercedes. I just don't like Hamilton. Yeah, I know it's. I mean. would love to see George Russell win a championship because I think he's brilliant. I'm. I'm really, really rooting for him. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm just being harsh, but I'm quickly starting to not like him. Um, now really? I don't know. Maybe, I think I'm just being judgmental. To be yeah. honest, I think he, he just seems entitled. Um, I will sure that they all are. Yeah, well, yeah. Millionaires, like driving fast cars, obviously. The Laval, Laval came from money, so there, yeah. there's not like the likes of Lance Stroll. He's only there because his dad. Latifi well, is Latifi's a pair driver as well. Latifi, Mazepin, Mazepin, fucking Schumacher's only there because he's a name as yeah. well. I mean, oh, absolutely. Like, he only really the only reason he went to Haas is because Haas needed. They got a German investor and yeah. they wanted a German driver. And who better than Michael Schumacher's son? Like, why do you think the American-owned Haas team looks like a Russian flag? Uh, because of the sponsor, I, I I didn't get that livery like, at all this year, like. But then now, Haas, now let's explain. Haas have always been grey and black of some form of variation. Last year was white with black as the secondary color. Then this year they come out in an all white car. Remember the black and gold one? That car looked fierce, but the it was that rich, rich energy nightmare. <laughs> I was I was I buy this pull the plug really really quick, didn't I? Like? Yeah, I think I had had this exact conversation with my brother yesterday. That's crazy. Um, the. White, the white American car lined with uh, blue and red, which looks more like a Russian flag than it has any Aye. resemblance of America whatsoever. But listen, Formula One next season, I'll do a full proper preview episode, so I don't want to get into it fully now, is going to be insane. We'll make predictions and guesses as well. Yeah. Um, because I'm doing that with uh, another friend of mine she wants involved because she was last year as well. Um, and that was that. The Formula One was just incredible. Max Verstappen won the world title. It ended in the most Hollywood-like dramatic circumstances, and it was the most enjoyable thing. Oh, just, just every every Sunday, every. It's the first time Sunday. I literally had a West Ham match on at the same time, and literally pushed sa- <laughs> West Ham to the side because I was like, it was secondary. Like West Ham nil, Burnley nil. This match is boring. Yeah. Look what's happening here. Fast cars go quick. Yep. And as you said, do, do you really think? Oh. <laughs> 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 I I was going to read out all the all the things that were sent on Instagram, but we've pretty much highlighted them all. England beating you. Well, we didn't mention was um, Mayo beating the Dubs in the semi final. That was a great one. Yeah. Limerick winning the All Ireland, and then someone mentioned Tyson Fury beating uh, Deontay Wilder. But as we spoke about last time, we're not really in the boxing. No, so I, I I would watch the big fights, but that's about yeah. it. So we could probably touch on Jack Paul, like. Oh, as, he, a, as, he as a wee is, side nugget, like. he is the last guy I want to talk about. I was actually saying earlier, I don't mind Logan anymore. Yeah, but Jack Paul can eat one. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's a prick. But you know what? There was actually a video that came out of him there, and you know what? I think he's just not all there because I, it was uh, after he beat uh, Woodley there the all week. Yeah, and somebody was playing like what do you call that song? Good for you by Olivia Rodriguez, and uh-huh. he was just dancing about like like a he's child, just like enjoying himself, and I sort of like. I pity him a wee bit. I just think he's he's, he's just not, he's not there. He hasn't grew up, and he's just he's trying all these personas, and I don't I don't know if it's really him or not. I don't know. Oh, so I I think so much of it is for show, but then again, I think he's so invested in him thinking that yeah that that's now how he thinks. Did you see? This is completely off topic, but slightly relevant. McGregor's pub got petrol bombed. Bollocks, when yeah. he was uh, he was only in the all night drinking. Yeah. Did you see that? No, no, no chinks in that armor, yeah. Yeah, I the the stick. <laughs> um, last night I think it might have been. Well, someone someone sent me a, a, a picture of it or a link to it. Uh, I need to go read more about it, but apparently it was 
Which uh, well, he's rubbed shoulders with apparently that couple of gangs down Dublin as well. He's dear. he's not. Um, oh, that doesn't even bother thinking about. Like Jesus Christ, right now. Imagine, imagine if they had him like under the thumb. Do you know what I mean? Like he did it not come out the other day. He's earning like eight million a minute, like or something. What? He was like he's like literally the most highest paid athlete. Like, but do you think about it? Like, fo- I know footballers get endorsement deals from like uh-huh. on top of their yeah, wage, yeah, like, yeah. but like. He, he's sponsored by Monster. He's sponsored by Reebok. He's has all his money from the ESC. He's making money from his pub. He's making money from his whiskey. Yeah. He's making funny from funny money so, from his uh, McGregor Fast program that a lot of people right. are on. Uh-huh. Like has he? He's a stake in that. Uh, was it Austin or Austin by McGregor clothing or something? August something? by McGregor. August. He, August he yeah. has that as well. Like he is probably. I know he's a prick. Just constant money. He's likable, but he's. The most shrewd businessman. Oh, absolutely! Like once he got a taste for it, he was like, "Right, well, it's all money then." And, and do you know what? People, yes, he oh. has turned into a bit of a billion. But think about it: when he took his first UFC fight, he was on the dole. Yeah, and now he's worth. He's fast tracked to be a billionaire. Bloody hell! This is the thing: a couple of his fight purses alone would have been enough to keep him. You oh know, I. you know that's more than enough money. He could have been. He could have talked that. What was it? Maybe after the Khabib one, right? That's me. Even, even the first or second Diaz ones. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the fact that he still even, has even a drive to get the, back in the, the one. The Aldo one, I'd say, would he would have made? Because don't forget, they did the world tour with it. They were in yeah. as far as Rio de Janeiro. They were in Dublin. Dublin. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. all this and the press conferences were mad. We're actually forgetting about it was the Mayweather fight that made his money. Yeah. Hundred hundred million he got for that, like. And you know what? He went toe to toe and he took ten rounds. Like there's more more money than any man ever needs. Um, but I would really like it. I, I would. Like I, w- it. I would like somebody to get the fact that he still has the drive. I know he's not as good as he was, and that's this injuries. Like if he wins, they're talking about giving him a title, one last crack at a title, and then he may buy out. Like against oh, by Oliveira. Yeah, yeah. Next, I don't think he'll win. But I don't think he'll win. Every time he fights, even when he fought Cerrone, it broke. Another box office record, like when people hear McGregor's fighting, it's just it's different. Yeah, like you, like you know, six months in advance that date, and that's all that date is talked about. Do you like know what I, I mean? That's why Dana, people are all like, "Why do you give priority to Dana White or Dana White? Why, why do you give priority to McGregor? Look what he's done for the UFC. Yeah, it's crazy. UFC was on the map, but he, yeah, fuck, he, he, he is the UFC. Like he did, and he assures everything. He did for UFC what Liberty Media and Drive to Survive did for Formula One. And suppose you could argue what Michael Jordan did for. Basketball. Oh, you could like Tiger Woods and golf. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You could just go on and on and on. Like every sport has their their main their, guy, their, their top dog. You, you could argue like in Formula One, Senna and Schumacher. Yep. Uh, football, Ronaldo, and Messi, obviously. But back in the day, it was Pele and Maradona. It just goes on and on. Like he, he's the first big, big UFC star. Like, and it's that's just the way it's always going. People always yep. remember McGregor's big, big fights, big nights. Um, I think that's it. Aye. I think we covered 2021 um, in some way, shape or form. Aye. We've got 2022 to come. We've got Formula One. We've got the NFL playoffs are starting this weekend. Can't wait for that. It's um, completely... Uh, it's alien to you, know that alien. much. Um, NFL playoffs are coming up. Uh, sports are getting... Not even sports are getting back. Sports are back. Sports are back to full capacity and normal. Uh, this is going to be an unbelievable year. Um, Hopefully, West Ham won the Europa League with the World Cup in the in the winter. Two days after the Formula One finishes, yeah, which is crazy. 
it's great because I know the World Cup's going to come around so quickly, but the fact that there's a full Formula One season in between that is just mental. Unbelievable. We'll get there, and we'll podcast along the way, and we'll talk, and we'll, we'll debate, and we'll have stories and questions up for everybody along the way. But I think, in terms of this episode, I think we've we've come as far as we'll go. Um, so thank you. Thanks so much for coming on. No problem, anytime. Th- thank you for... Keep it air, by the way, folks, for our Fabulous Foursome episode that's coming out that's soon. That's right. I'm yeah. actually meant to mention it at the start. Bloody hell, Smitty will kill me. Um, and I don't even think I said his name, so again, he'll probably cry over that. Fabulous Foursome, myself, Adam, Sean, SA Podcast, Nathan Smith... Uh, talking Smith, uh, joint four podcast, uh, like four, four person podcast will be released at the end of this month, and it's three hours long. Three hours long of just pure door talk, and it's absolutely hilarious. And you get rightly on, Jonathan. I get drunk, which is no shock on me doing podcasts and stuff. But anyway, <laughs> um, Adam, thanks again for the use of your facilities. Not a problem. Thanks for walking me into your house. I'll send you the invoice right later. Yeah, that'll be lovely. Um, thanks so much, everybody, for listening, and I'll see you all in the next episode of the Mick Love Podcast. Good luck. <laughs>